Welcome to this BJSM podcast, and I'm hoping you've listened to two other podcasts with Bob McCormack. Bob is a Canadian orthopedic surgeon, and he's been involved in randomised trials of surgery, which is unusual, and especially to be able to talk in the plural about randomised trials of surgery. So congratulations to Bob. I encourage you to listen to the other two podcasts. And in this one, we're just going to jump straight in. I'm going to say, welcome, Bob. Thanks for doing this podcast. Thank you. And we're going to talk about operative versus non-operative treatment for acute AC joint dislocation. Why don't you paint the scenario, and then we'll get into the evidence. Well, okay. And it's, it's a very common injury. Shoulder separations or AC joint injuries are extremely common, particularly in collision sports. Um, seen by everybody, the classification is most common classification used, at least in North America, is the Rockwood classification, where grade one is just a strain, grade two is a partial separation of the joint, grade three is when there's a complete dissociation of the acromioclavicular joint, and that's really far and away the most common. There's also grades four, five, and six, which are pretty uncommon. So the most common uh, injuries are the grade ones, twos, and threes, and the controversy has arisen around what's the best treatment of the grade three injuries when there's a complete dissociation or dislocation of the clava between the clavicle and the acromion. And it has been looked at over the years. There's been a number of trials back in the 80s and 90s that were actually some of the earliest prospective randomized trials in uh, orthopedic surgery. And Pretty consistently, they showed that surgery did not improve the results. So the standard approach for these grade three injuries has been non-operative treatment, early therapy, gradual progression, and dependent on their function. But there are still authors who advocate surgery and sometimes qualified by saying, particularly people who do overhead work or throwing athletes, that you need to restore that normal anatomy in the shoulder to get good outcomes. And layered on top of that, there are newer techniques out there. There is more predictable reduction possible of the acromioclavicular joint uh, as as new techniques have come onto the market. Because with the early surgery, there was actually a very high failure rate with surgery, broken screws, broken sutures. And so we didn't reliably obtain that reduction. So you talked about, mentioned previously, the clavicle study we did where it changed our approach to the problem with displaced clavicle fractures. When we used modern techniques, we got much better results with surgery. So that led us to think, well, maybe we should revisit the AC joint. Is there a role for surgery using some of these new techniques? Can we improve on the results of non-operative treatment, even though that is still a pretty good treatment? So we put together a prospective randomized trial with a, a number of centers across Canada looking at acute, that would be less than three weeks old, grade three AC dislocations in skeletally immature people who were medically well, and they were randomized to a sling and early therapy, which would be you know sling for comfort and then early therapy, which is a fairly standard approach, or surgical reduction. And we chose to use the uh, what's called a hook plate. And, and the choice of device is not so critical except to understand that the reason we use the hook plate is that that is the strongest device and the thing that can most reliably maintain a reduction. Um, 
Not everybody uses that device, but it is something that is advocated for AC joint injuries and, and is commonly used. So we uh, ended up with uh, a little over 80 patients that were prospectively randomized to surgery or non-surgery. Uh, the groups uh, were a little over 40 in each group. There was a equal distribution in the groups in terms of gender, uh, similar ages, no differences in the mechanism of injury or degree of displacement. And I think we went into it thinking that we could get better results with surgical intervention because we restore the anatomy and uh, that could improve shoulder biomechanics. But what we found was the opposite, that the tried and true non-operative treatment gave faster recovery and no difference in the end result. So this may be an example in orthopedics where we... Um, hoped or expected that we might show results, surgery gives better results, but in actual fact, it didn't. And I think the, the take-home message is there's a lot of new techniques that are coming down the pipe in orthopedics. In fact, orthopedics is, 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 is classic for uh, having new approaches to problems, and, and we are always designing new tools uh, and techniques. But it's important for us to critically look at those new techniques and ideally compare them in a, in a proper trial to standard treatment before we can actually say that they're better. Level four evidence, which would be a case series of often one surgeon saying, this is how it works in my hands, doesn't really always answer the question. And sometimes because the numbers are small and there's a lot of potential biases, may be incorrect. So... The gold standard would be for us to take a new approach and compare it to what is our standard, and that, that way we get the best possible um, information. That is a really important point, Bob, and congratulations to you having had that rigour. So the take-home message for the AC joint dislocation? I think the take-home message is um, accept the bump, that that will give you good function, and allow people to return fairly reliably to um, high-level activities. There is a small subset that will have continued pain and then delayed surgery for that group to deal with the uh, degenerative AC joint or even the bump, uh, the deformity, if, if patients are bothered by that. There are surgeries, and that probably makes more sense than operating on everybody in the for the acute injury, because not only because the, ma the majority do well with non-operative treatment, but because surgery doesn't always improve their function. Thanks, Bob. Um, thanks for your time today, and I'm excited about CASM, the Canadian Academy of Sport and Exercise Medicine, taking BJSM as a member benefit, so you can access all the pages now. But, of course, podcasts and blogs and uh, a lot of our content, video um, it's free for everyone. And for those listening from special shoulder interest, there are three of these Bob McCormack podcasts. But remember, there's also Mark Hutchinson's podcast on how to examine the shoulder and what you can learn in shoulder exam. We've got great podcasts from physiotherapists Ann Cools and Jeremy Lewis on uh, upper limb issues. 
keep an eye on what's happening through Twitter at BJSM underscore BMJ. Thanks for listening to these podcasts. Feel free to spread the word and send your guests that you'd like us to interview through to us. Have a great active day and thanks for listening.